Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And boy, do I tell you, the snow is melting fast here on the Kenai Peninsula Borough. I was in Anchorage last weekend and it was looking officially springtime compared to the Kenai Peninsula Borough. So kudos to folks in Anchorage for getting their snow to melt a whole lot faster than ours. Um, I want to thank everybody that listens, watches, and reads Must Read Alaska. If you want to help keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, you can go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. Click on that. Feel free to give a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars. Every uh, little donation helps keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. And if you already do that, we just want to thank you so much for doing that. We also want to thank our show sponsor, University of Alaska. Uh, you can go check them out at empower.alaska.edu. Go check that out. We'll put a little link in the description of the podcast as well. We want to thank them so much for sponsoring the Must Read Alaska show. It's pretty awesome. And without further ado, we have a very special guest today. She is the president of the University of Alaska. She has been the director of the Division of Legislative Finance before. She's been the director of the state budget before. She has won a gold medal, folks, the 1984 U.S. Olympic team, which is very exciting. She won it in none other than women's air rifle, which I think is pretty fitting for Alaska. So without further ado, welcome President Pat Pitney to the, to the uh, Must Read Alaska show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a it's an honor and uh, look forward to our time together. Well, I, let's first start out by you are the president of the University of Alaska, which is pretty awesome. The biggest um, university system in Alaska. Talk to me a little bit about what that role is. What is the main role of the president do? What what you know, what do you find yourself doing? Paint that picture for for us that, you know, may, we may not otherwise know. Well, it, as president of the University of Alaska system, it is uh, leading and advocating for public higher education in the state. We are the only system, uh, but we are we are all higher education for the state. There's a few, there is there is some private and uh, ab tech and the like, but in terms of public higher education, um, the university system is it. We've got three. Um, accredited universities, UAA, UAF, and UAS. And each of those have community campuses to serve uh, smaller local communities. The, um, it's a matter of taking all of those assets and bringing them to bear on improving the economy of Alaska. And so my, my job is to um, really connect, have, have our people connect at their, whether it be their local level or their state level uh, and focus on um, workforce for our economy, uh, research and innovation for our economy, but really making a difference to the state. 
That's awesome. So t- talk to me a little bit about how important is it for somebody like yourself to be, you know, you probably have to work with all kinds of folks. You, we talked a little bit about this before we went live here of, um, you know, you probably worked under several different governors and you work for, you have a board, my guess is you report to how, how important is it to, to be a kind person, even when you're the person at the top? Yeah. Well, I mean, just, just my values is you, you treat everybody as, as an important respected person, no matter where, uh, where, where they are. And I think it's served me well in my 30 plus years here in Alaska. Uh, it's, it's a very small state and um, everybody brings something to the table. And, you know, in Alaska, if you don't know the person somebody's talking about, you know, their very best friend. And in our state, we need each of those uh, contacts to, to come together to make a difference in our state. And so the, the uh, more respectful that you are in all settings. I, well, imagine I work for the legislature, that's 60 individuals. <laughs> and, that's and, and, you know, spanning the um, political spectrum. Mm. And my job was to essentially work for each one of them. And, uh, um, and from whatever point of view they are, bring them the facts. And I, and I think that's another thing that helps me is I've always been in positions of you know, providing objective information and that level of um, speaking the truth, even though it's inconvenient and people don't like it, um, being able to communicate the, the message, whether it's in favor of their views or not in favor of those views in a very respectful manner, I think is critical. And, and that experience with the legislature and with uh, the Office of Management and Budget uh, really provided uh, a lot of practice in that. And, uh, but it's the same way here at the university because you have, you'll have a, um, a research program that's bringing in $50 million a year into the state through competitive research that has one set of ideas and priorities. And then you have, you know, uh, English and philosophy department, totally different um, set of challenges and, and viewpoints. And, and so I think being able to, to stretch from one, you know, one uh, end of the spectrum all the way to another uh, end of the spectrum is, is valuable while you're recognizing what their needs are. I like that. So talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, our, our viewers for the last month have heard about this kind of new initiative at empower.alaska.edu. So tell me about some of these big initiatives that you're excited about for this year and next that are happening at the University of Alaska. Um, well, some of them are, are more than this year and next. They're they're kind of forever, but I mean, let's just start with one of the state's most acute needs and, and it's healthcare workers. Um, we, uh, you know, there was some, some budget challenges in the past and t- this year was the first year in nine years we've had budget stability um, and actually had uh, some budget investment. 
And one of those investments was in healthcare. Now, during the, the budget issues, we were we very much protected our College of Health uh, and our School of Nursing to uh, because we knew that was where the workers needed to come from. Um, this year, there, there was an investment in that. And um, we are um, adding capacity in our nursing area. Um, coming up, we're adding capacity in our whammy program from 20 people in the whammy program to 30. And that's the essentially the medical school for Alaska. What we do is uh, I have a partnership with the University of Washington where we have seats in their medical school, but they do students do their, their work here. We've added a one-year nursing program in Fairbanks. And kind of there's over 6,000 jobs available in healthcare in Alaska that aren't filled. And if students graduate from the University of Alaska, 80% are employed in Alaska within a year. Students who go outside, only 25% come back. So if we want workers for Alaska, we want them to stay here. And I think the, um, so our focus on our healthcare workforce is huge, not just in the nursing and doctors, but also in the allied health like med techs, uh, dentist, dental, hygiene, all of those are very important. The next, you know, fundamental to Alaska is our teacher education and, uh, we uh, recently started a K to three elementary program that is focused uh, very much on the reading, um, reading components at that early level. Uh, but that augments the uh, initial licensure programs at University of Alaska Fairbanks and University of Alaska Southeast. So really focusing on building our enrollment in the teacher ed and we're providing through through the um, state's help a uh, a stipend for students to finish their internship. So mo a vast majority of our students are also working while they're going to school. Mm -hmm. And when you have to student teach your last year of your education, yeah, you program, probably don't have too much time to go work. <laughs> you can't work. So yeah. helping them support that. So that's another one. Um, you know, with, with the federal infrastructure bill, we have a big focus on our construction related programs. So we've got construction management um, that is um, needed across the state. And so we've got all three of our universities working uh, to have access to construction management. But in total, we have 46 different academic programs from welding to, to engineering that support the construction fields and getting more workers into those programs or getting more people into the programs to be the qualified Alaska workers we need is very important. And uh, working with uh, the industry uh, on a partnership to expand, expand that. So it sounds like you have your, <laughs> you have your hands full because. Oh, and I've, and I've just started, we've got, Drones, we've got uh, work in maritime and mariculture, critical minerals, which is, you know, it's a national imperative that we, uh, we access our, our minerals and rare earth elements in the state, uh, heavy oil recovery, and then, of course, 
clean energy and potentially the uh, push towards uh, testing out micronuclear in our state. So, you know, broadband and general workforce development. I mean, I think every every employer is desperate for a qualified workforce and, yeah. and we're the solution. So what, you know, you probably go all over the state and you get a chat with folks both that are, you know, work for the system and students and parents and the whole nine yards. What is it you wish that people knew about the University of Alaska that maybe, you know, don't know anything about it or kind of brush off public education? What's what's one of the things you wish folks knew about it? Well, I think probably one of the the most important things is and I, I mentioned it before, but 80% of the people who graduate from the University of Alaska stay and work in state. Only 25% of the students of the Alaskans who go outside to school come back. So if we want a strong workforce, we wanna encourage people to come to the university. And, and when I say come to the university, come into the university system, you might start in Kenai, and transfer to Anchorage. You might go to Anchorage, you might go to Southeast, you might go to Fairbanks, you might start in Bethel because that's a big town compared to the village you started with, and then and continue on via dis, you know, distance ed. But we have accessible, affordable um, programs that can meet every person where they're at, whether they're a working parent or a high school student coming out of, out of school, from the one one year technical programs all the way through to a PhD. And I think, and we're not a single university. We are the entire higher education system for the state, which means we must stretch uh, from, you know, what Kenai needs in their community is very different than what um, Kodiak needs in their community is very different than what Ketchikan needs in their community. and having those local places, paying attention to and serving that local need, at the same time, having the breadth and depth of say the health programs at Anchorage, the engineering programs at Fairbanks, the um, teacher education programs at Southeast, um, is, is the, that breadth is so necessary. I think the other thing is, you know, our research alone brings in almost $200 million of competitive resources wow. that if we weren't com competing for those resources, they would go somewhere else. And that's a huge economic engine. And although most of that is at University of Alaska Fairbanks, it impacts communities across the state. I mean, the, we have the research vessel Sekuliak down in Seward. And it is, uh, it, it's an economic engine in Seward. And that is, a, it is a research vessel that UAF operates on behalf of the national research fleet. It's owned by NSF, but that's, that's just sheer economic activity into that community. Um, we have, and, and when somebody goes on that ship, they're going through Anchorage to get there. So it's not just impacting Fairbanks, it's 
impacting the entire state. Um, I think then just being able to respond. I mean, if you think about this drones program, so 15 years ago, UAF had a small niche in, this, in the drones world. That allowed it to be one of seven uh, test centers nationwide. Okay, the strength of that program increased and increased. It is now the only program that FAA has allowed to partner very closely and do uh, flight testing in, in a fairly autonomous um, way. I mean, without going back and getting all the checks and all the hoops, they've set up the safety checks. And what that's done is position us and Alaska to be one of the first states, and I think it's coming in the next two or three years, one of the first states where we'll, we'll have commercial drone, a commercial drone industry. Wow. And think about, think about like a, a plane the size of a 182. And it, the freight it can haul without a pilot to a mine site, to a small community. Um, it changes the nature of our economy. And, and we're doing this in partnership with, with uh, local um, air services, but as well as national folks. And so we, it's that, that competitive niche and it, and it can change the economy. And we're doing that with Mariculture. We're trying to, we're working closely with the oil industry on, on better recovery, um, recovery strategies for the heavy oil on the North Slope. And, and it's because of the history and the work over years and years and years that allows us to then take advantage and really support the, uh, the communities. So that's a long-winded way to get there, but um, I love it. I, I'm you know, excited what? just because we, we impact the economy and yeah. whether we're empowering people or we are empowering communities, it's the impact on our economy that's so, so important. One of the cool partnerships, if that's the right language, uh, that you have on the here here on the Kenai Peninsula is if you know if, if there's parents listening in and you have parents that, and you have kids that go to the public schools on the Kenai Peninsula, there's this really cool thing called Kenai Peninsula Middle College, where your it's different than Jump Start or Running Start. Your kids can and tenth I think tenth eleventh and twelfth grade can can go simultaneously essentially and do uh, the both at the same time. Uh, Kenai Peninsula College and whatever high school they're going to and still go do sports and all the extra cricket activities and they don't have to worry about graduating early and uh, here on the Kenai Peninsula it's 100% subsidized and uh, it's there for the taking if folks are interested it's a it's a you know a student could probably walk out with close to half of an associate's degree um, while still graduating from high school. Yeah, it no, we have the, that middle college and dual enrollment is one of the highest value accessibility, affordability strategies Alaska has for um, 
for students to, to receive their college degree. Yeah. Um, we have we have several students who actually get an associate's degree um, and then then start as a junior, which means they could get their baccalaureate degree in two years. That's awesome. That's that's a half price college degree. We have middle colleges in Fairbanks, Matsu, Kenai and Anchorage um, looking uh, south, uh, looking in Juneau. But we also have a, a program for those that are not in some of those communities called Alaska Advantage, which is a distance available uh, dual credit options. So in, for small communities or where somebody is, um, let's say somebody's taking a semester off. Not, I mean, not, I mean, their parents and, and them, they're going to, they're going to travel and they were going to homeschool. Yeah. Well, this Alaska Advantage could be uh, a way to also do that dual credit approach. But we have 2,700 students right now enrolled in our dual, dual enrollment wow. programs. That's pretty awesome. And, um, and it, it really is a jumpstart on college, but such an accessibility and affordability um, bonus. So, Pat, what kind of advice would you have to somebody who's, you know, a senior in high school and wrestling with, do I go to college? Do I not? You know, is it even worth it? Should I invest the time? What kind of advice would you, you know, not not every kid has got adults in their life that are um, in a positive way, pushing them along to achieve things like going to college or a trade school or whatever. So what kind of advice would you give those folks who are wrestling with, should I make the, take the leap of faith and, and um, go to a university or not? So again, when we say go to the university, because we stretch from, from that tech school all the way to a PhD, um, I would say if you want if you want the opportunity to have um, a career, the post-secondary training or education is necessary. And whether you choose to do a traditional baccalaureate four-year degree, or you do something like the Process Tech program that, that's right there on the Kenai Peninsula, that Process Tech program is a two-year technical program was designed largely around people working for the oil companies, but that two-year technical degree, five years after finishing that two-year technical degree, the average wage is $130,000. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Okay. And although a lot of things don't require a traditional college four-year degree, 70% of, of jobs require post-secondary training or education. So taking something after high school is critically important, but there are so many different paths. You wanna be a um, certified nurse assistant? It's a six-week program. You wanna be a med tech? That's like a one-year program. You have a job anywhere with those kind of degrees, but then you can get 
a two-year or a four-year nursing program. You can be an engineer. I think one of the things about our baccalaureate programs is, you know, so many of the people who graduate from our baccalaureate programs work in the state. That's a huge bonus for the state. But there are students that work at the highest levels nationally coming out of our programs. We've got people at Sandia National Labs. We've got people at SpaceX. We've got people at Boeing. Um, in the AI world, we've had people at Microsoft. Okay, so these jobs qualify you for anything or these education programs qualify you for jobs anywhere. But the fortunate thing is most of them stay in Alaska and that's what's empowering Alaska's economy. So I think for, for a student, there is a program for you at whatever your starting point is. Um, and we're, we're open and ready for you. I love it. And if you're, if you're a student listening to this, take advantage of that middle college because that's one of the things I wish I would have done when I was in high school. Junior year, senior year, take advantage of the middle college wherever you live in Alaska. So my last question to you is this, Pat, take, it it's, uh, doesn't have to do with education, but take me back to 1984. You won a gold medal. I think that that is so cool. I think it's a, an epic thing that um, the president of the University of Alaska won a gold medal in air, a woman's air rifle, which is just so uh, fitting for, for Alaska. But take take me back. What was that experience like to be, um, you know, at the Olympics, winning a gold medal? Take take the listener back to what that meant to you back back then. Well, I was I was eighteen at the time. Um, I was it was just after my freshman year in college. Um, but it was something that I had been working for from the time I was about eleven, and something that I pretty much was focused 100% on, except for school, um, from the time I was 13. And so I had been uh, uh, national champion, state champion, NCAA champion that year. And uh, I was always told, I, had, I, had, I was very fortunate to have great coaches, but I was always told that if you're good enough to make the Olympics on the U.S. team, you better darn well win it. <laughs> and so... So it was, uh, it was an expectation uh, that I won, but I think the most, you know, in hindsight now, over 30 years later, what was so gratifying about the Olympics was the first time my coach and my parents were able to watch me in an international match because the rest said, you know, we weren't, we weren't well off, you know, we were going to middle income-ish, but my parents couldn't fly to Russia or Germany or Cuba to, to, to see me in, uh, in an international match. So, so that having, for the first time, having my family around um, during the experience was great, but it, it was a wonderful way to see the world. It was in more than 25 different countries. And uh, uh, just, it was an honor to represent the United States, but like I said, if the expectation was if I made the team, I better, <laughs> you better, better win. win it. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I'm very fortunate that it, it, it turned out that way. And uh, yeah, then uh, it was a few years later when I moved to Alaska. So do you still have the medal? Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's hanging on my wall. 
That's awesome. Well, I, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Must Read Alaska show. Do you have any last minute thoughts before we head off here? Oh, you know, I actually have a ton of thoughts and, uh, but just want to say thank you and, uh, and really remind people and parents that if the, there's so many avenues uh, to success through, through our universities and our community campuses and, and, uh, and there's a path for everybody. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again, President Pat Pitney, for joining us on the Must Read Alaska show. And for folks that maybe just caught the tail end here, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the whole thing. It's, it's, um, it's always good having conversations with folks around Alaska that are trying to make a difference. And I think you're one of those people, Pat. So thank you for the work that you do. And we also want to thank our show sponsor, uh, University of Alaska. You can check them out at empowered.alaska.edu. We'll put a link in the bio. And until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you so much for joining us.